This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Citizens, welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that is not talking about blank check. We're not doing it right now. Right. And I have to keep reminding myself of that. Different movie. To avoid confusion. We're not talking about blank check. As much as we kind of want to, I think. Do we? A little bit. I kind of do. More than this, but still. Fair. They're the same movie, aren't they? Kind of? Are they? I don't know. about rich kids. Yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of rich kids, we, we got Nicky Nick over here. Hello. Did you finally watch Howard the Duck? Y- yeah, yeah. You watched it with your eyeballs. Oh, actually, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, technically, I have not watched you it. Still, I guess. only heard it. Yeah. The audiobook <laughs> format of the Blu ray. Howard the Duck, the audiobook. <laughs> I like it. Today, we are talking about Richie Rich. It's a comic book movie, trust me. Directed by the Donald Petrie. I had to read that. I said the. You did. Because he did other things. He did. He's done. Mystic Pizza and Grumpy Old Men and My Favorite Martian. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, Miss Congeniality. I, I was a Martian today! That's not that. That's Suburban Commando, but yeah. still. <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Welcome to Mooseport. Yeah, things started to go downhill at the Welcome end Welcome to Mooseport. Wow. Sometimes you need a paycheck. I get it. Hey, when you get the chance to work with Ray Romano. I mean... <laughs> you don't turn it down. <laughs> Hi-ho. <laughs> that was Kermit. It was Kermit. <laughs> All right, Miss Piggy, we're going to do it for the kids. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Nick, you ever seen Richie Rich? I have. I watched this one. <laughs> Very Before this? Before I, I've it? definitely seen it before, okay. but yeah, no, I refreshed myself. And your thoughts? I actually thought it was, I mean, it's got a little bit of everything in it. It's got something for everybody. Really, really runs the gamut. <laughs> sure. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. It, Brian, you seen this thing? Yeah, I've seen this. And? And uh, now I've seen it again. All right. And, <laughs> yep. We've we've done that now. I, I saw this in theaters. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Impressive. This is from 1994, and I saw this in theaters. Okay. I don't think my parents cared. Like, they just were like, got three shitty kids. Got to do something with them. Just ignore them for- <laughs> Chuck them in this dark area <laughs> and put them in a seat. minutes. <laughs> just need an hour and a half off. I think they did, and yeah. I don't think they even cared what theater they took us to. The one that was in the town over, we openly called it the Sticky Theater, which is a problem. That is a problem, <laughs> sanitation-wise. That's not what a theater should be called. It's funny because that just gives me a visceral reaction, like that sound of your foot sticking oh. to the floor and just that like <laughs> right. half-crunch, half-slappy, <laughs> sticky sound. It just made my body lurch. <laughs> you hear a voice walking out, don't sit in that seat, Dottie. Dottie's my mom's name, but that's also a peewee thing. Can we talk about Dottie for a we, second? We shouldn't after that reference. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> Richie Rich, get back on track, damn it. Richie Rich. It's a comic movie. It's Harvey Comics Harvey from way Comics. back in the day. He's a, the poor little rich kid, they called it. It's kind of the rich kid with the heart of gold. That's really as far as that went. I need a robot made. Yeah. That was cut from this movie. Did they Did they try to build it? Uh, no, I don't even think uh, they worked I, in I think they're scripts. just like, man, 
Rocky four or five. Which one was the one with the robot? There was a robot butler. It wasn't in one of three. Them. Was four. I think. I think it was four. But it don't sounds quote like me a four it. thing. But that would have changed the entire dynamic of the movie. <laughs> you think so? I think barely. This is Cadbury. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm. <laughs> maybe I go a little too far. But Cadbury at least drove things along at certain points. Yeah, and for an Englishman, he's like the least robotic Englishman I've ever seen. This is great. That's true. Should we just get into this thing? We might as well <laughs> at this point. We begin as we always do. With Macaulay Culkin, the actual richest kid in the world at the time of filming. Yes. We always have Macaulay Culkin. He's always here. I couldn't believe it either. Every episode. He somehow. keeps popping up. Him and his money. He's playing Richard Richie Rich Jr., the fictional richest kid in the world. Yes. And son of billionaire businessman philanthropist Richard Rich Sr., who's played by Edward fucking Herman. Yes. I love him yes. so much. He's great in everything he does, from Gilmore Girls to The Lost Boys. He's great. He's just lovable in every scene. Yeah. Absolutely. The first line of the movie is him running down the stairs yelling, I have a boy. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> he does that. He That's does true. that. That's directly That's from the start. this feature film. Yes. <laughs> How excited is he? <laughs> Richie has been raised with the best of everything money can buy, including baseball lessons from Reggie Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah. rich people. <laughs> it's hard to tell if he's actually good or if the outfielder was just a chef. No, falling into a fountain. It was, in fact, a chef. But <laughs> I get where you're going with that. That's a fair question to ask. Oven mitts don't really cut it in the outfield, Dave. They did during the Black Sox era. What was that? 1908, whatever? It, 1918? It ended in eight, I think. I, still, eight. Don't, I still don't think they used oven mitts. 2008? Could have been. <laughs> but Richie's only friend is his loyal butler, Herbert Cadbury, played by Jonathan Hyde who keeps him on a tight schedule. Sure does. There's no time for fun. No. So we got to go do this thing. We got to go do this thing. There's a dedication ceremony for United Tools where Richie is filling in for his busy father because that's that's a thing that people do. They're like, ah, send the kid. <laughs> that's well, not what you want. He's being groomed, Brian. <laughs> right, of course. Oh, God, that's like Spider-Man too. Groomer. <laughs> I thought he said broomer. broomer? Either way, gross. Which makes no sense either. No, you're right. Richie thinks he might get his chance at making some friends his own age when he he sees some kids in a sandlot playing baseball. Yeah. So the mid-90s, I got a few weird vibes out of this. Yeah. Because first you get the kid playing baseball, and he's got the daddy issues, sort of. And I was like, kind of. okay, hook, fine. That's kind of where my head went right away with it. And then you get this tool plant or whatever that's closing, and then the family saves. I was like, all right, that's really Tommy boy. That's really weird that the whole town depends on this. Yep. And now you're- Openly just saying, this is a sand lot. It is a sand lot. Even the group of kids is similar to the group from they Sand. Are. <laughs> they are. Very much They so. have a kid who, when he takes them off, he doesn't look as much like him, but in the first few scenes, he's exactly squints, but his glasses are sunglasses. Yes. Yep. It's <laughs> exactly it. Yep. That was the first thing I noticed, and I had to immediately look up if Sandlot came out before this, it, which it did. It did. <laughs> it absolutely did. And so did Hook. <laughs> yes. I so. don't know if Tommy Boy did. That's a good question. I mean, you got to figure it didn't have much time to not come out because Chris Farley was about right. to take a dirt nap, but a sand nap. Sorry, in the sand lot. <laughs> Apologies to the dirt. Tommy Boy came out in 1995, so okay. one year after. Okay, so so Tommy just Boy was piggybacking off this. of Richie Rich. Yeah. Before Richie can talk to these kids, though, his head of security Ferguson, which is a name that always makes me think of Clarissa explains it all. Same. <laughs> he pulls him away, and Ferguson's played by Chelsea Ross who's just a guy who's probably never played a good guy. Right. Just based on the way his face looks. I don't know. He, if, I mean, if Richie Rich was going to be a pitcher, I know who to turn to to get advice from. 
this guy just looks like Billy Bob Thornton having a bad day at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Does Billy Bob Thornton have good days? Yes, and give him his Christian name. It's William Robert Thornton. Thank you. <laughs> Is it? Apologies <laughs> to Mr. Thornton. <laughs> Is that confirmed? Chelsea Ross plays the, the pitcher in Major League, the one who cheats yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get that out of my Doc? head. Is it Doc? I don't I know. Think, He's oh, the I mean, one. Fuck yeah, you, yeah, Joe yeah. Boo. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good dude. Yeah, he's no. filing down the ball. He's yep. got the spitball. <laughs> I know which guy you're talking about. Wow, didn't put that together. <laughs> so Richie goes back home. Doesn't have time to play with the kids. Sad. Takes his helicopter home. Yeah, very sad. Sad helicopter ride. Right. I look at helicopter rides differently now after knowing that, uh, you know, some people get sick and some people have to drive to a hospital after they get sick and some people just get picked up in a helicopter. Yes, some people some do. Some rich people get picked up in a helicopter from a white house. Just picking out colors. That's really all it is. All right. Okay. When <laughs> I got orange, something against helicopters When right orange now. people turn green at white houses, helicopters pick them up. Correct. Gotcha. Right. That's what you're saying. It's kind of why I hate Harold and Thomas the Train now, also. Just something against helicopters. Okay. It's a weird revelation I'm going through. Richie's mom, Regina, played by Christine Ebersole. She's great. She is great. She's commissioned a Mount Rushmore-esque mountain sculpture of the family's faces, again, because rich people. Hey, Dave. Don't. If you were going to- It's gonna... so early to do an IV. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, thank God. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Wait, like, another two minutes or so. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't um, warn me of it. That makes it worse. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of faces of, of your immediate family? You don't actually have to answer that. That's weird. That's I'm thinking weird about that you're it. going for it. I think it's important to think about. My family would appreciate. You took a very expectorant uh, breath there. <laughs> yeah. He was ready to go. I mean, I put myself on it, obviously. Well, duh. Without a doubt. Probably my dog. I know your dog. I would not put your dog on the Mount yeah. Rushmore. I'd put her on there. I she's mean, great. She's great. She's I got, got two moments. more spots. I have two kids and a wife. So mm-hmm. someone's got to get cut. Yeah. Maybe the dog gets cut. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> get back to me. That's a good. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's a Sophie's choice, but I'm going to win. Did she win in that movie? I don't know. How Is there that... a winner? What was she choosing? Between which kid died? Oh, Sophie. The wrong kid died. <laughs> it sounds like a good he had one. It easy. In Walk he Hard, did. he had a real easy. It was, the choice was made for him. That's, well, Machete made the choice. Yeah. Danny Trejo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he showed Machete. up. And he cut one of the kids in half real bad. <laughs> Sophie's <That's>... choice? <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. heard of this the movie, director's but not cut. that. <laughs> yeah. Meryl Streep won an Oscar. It was amazing. Danny Trejo didn't. <laughs> I feel like snuck. the acting doesn't. Does it? I mean, it just comes naturally when you see a child get cut in half by Danny Trejo. Yeah, well, special effects are a hell of a thing. What but movie that movie are we is from the about? '80s, where they just cut kids in half. Yeah, this is a disaster right now. It's written into Sophie's contract. Oh, right, <laughs> it was not her writer. I get to cut one kid in half. Yeah, there are three movies we were discussing simultaneously, and I love it. It's too much, man. <laughs> Richard, Rich. Richard questions how she got that monument made so quickly, and she's like, I don't know. Professor Keenbeam, played by Mike McShane, has some sort of laser particle something or other that the artist used to sculpt the rock. In less than a week. In yeah. less than a week. Yeah. Made a whole Mount Rushmore. Mount Richmore. There it is. <laughs> it's a great pun. Good Can job, I just movie. say he doesn't show up yet? But I love Professor Keenbeam. <laughs> I think we all do. I think it's universal love. He's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Richie has to go to his chemistry lesson, which happens to be with Professor Keenbeam. I don't think that's how schooling works, but that's nope. fine. Nobody nope. to question rich people. And Keen Bean has invented a subatomic molecular reorganizer, which could take garbage and reorganize its molecules to make useful items like bedpans and bowling balls. The first thing he types in is bedpan. 
also, what the hell led him there? He says, who doesn't need a bedpan? I know I do. And then <laughs> raises his eyebrows at the camera. Yeah. A new I one he needs. I don't understand that, that joke. I don't get it. I don't either, but I did find it amusing. He certainly brought a lot to the table. Did he, though? Or the bedpan. Energy. jeez. Oh, <laughs> Puts in the bedpan code or whatever. Bowling ball this time. And a bowling ball comes out. I like his reaction of, oh, everyone needs a bow. Oh, twins. <laughs> and despair. It's a good bowling joke. It's a good bowling joke. But then the bowling balls don't stop, Dave. No, there's many a bowling no, ball. How many keep... bedpans was he going to have? I think he only wanted one bedpan. The machine doesn't work. Long story short, the machine doesn't go. work. They did have to shut it down. He shows Richie other inventions, like a super adhesive and a spray that makes regular clothes waterproof, stainproof, and bulletproof. Also, that spray was in one of the strangest containers that I've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> the container looked like, we just dug this thing up from ancient Egypt. This is King Tut's perfumer, it whatever. Was, it was gold <laughs> plated and had the yeah. longest pull lever or whatever. I don't even know what to call yeah. that thing. It's for the, the magical non-bullet particles. I, I like how I don't know. it's bulletproof, but whatever gets shot still is just full of holes. It's hell on dry clean, as he says. It's like, what? Yeah. I have so many questions. So what part is actually bulletproof of it's this? It's 1994. There was just a molecular reorganizer. We, we are uh, still we are in that that James Bond void. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye's not out yet. It's important to note. That's that was the longest break. But what about the Robo B? There is a that Robo is B. Where I was just about to get. You know what I love is any scene <laughs> that has gadgetry getting introduced by a science man. Yeah. I just I love it. I love okay. it so much. It's so much fun to see like, you love what's to coming feel, next. You love to feel their excitement for the purpose. Yeah, it's really good. He's, Bring up Goldeneye again. It's like when he gets the pen and he clicks it three times. Like, no, don't do that. And then when he gets the sandwich, he's like, what's this? He's like, that's my lunch. It's like in Mission it's Impossible great. with the gum. That's right. Yeah. I like these scenes. Just don't chew it. It's great. But yeah, there's a, a million dollar remote control B that Cadbury smashes with a newspaper. <laughs> it's great. And for some reason, Keen Bean blames He gets Richie. real mad at Richie. Instead of the adult. Right. Well, he really, didn't have, he really didn't have a handle on those controls. He flew into a pan that was in the science. Pam? Pan. Are you, they may have used even, Pam on the pan. Are you saying Pam? Pam. Pan. Just not hearing it. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Lawrence Van Doe, which, what a name. <laughs> oh, God. Played by John Larroquette. John fucking Larroquette. I'm going to give it to him. He's sure. so much fun. Sure. He is the rich industry CFO, and he comes over for dinner, and he's a dick. Just, just yep. a dick. Richie sits at the complete opposite side of the very long table. Yep. And his mom uh, calls So him. far that, yeah, on their 1994 cell phones, he's speaking with his mother at dinner. It's impressive. Was it a cell phone? It was a cell phone. Oh, okay. They yeah. were not walkie-talkies. They were cell phones. Well, I just thought it was like a wireless phone. Also- Cordless I... phone. They had those in 94. In fact, uh, it looked like my cordless phone from 94 in my house. Well, look at you, Brian the Rich Kid over here. King of the castle. Yeah. King of the castle. That's right. I can walk anywhere in my house. <laughs> It's sad that whenever I think of Richkin, it's not just because I just watched the first Bow Ride again, of him just in a chair at the hotel. <laughs> just, it's a decent chair. Yeah. And he's king of the cast. King of the cast. <laughs> Professor Keenbean. This movie's doing weird things to my brain. Yeah, sure is. Professor Keenbean bursts into the dining room with a new invention, the Smell Master. It's a gun that can identify things by scent. You just pull the trigger, point it at something, and it goes, that's a chair. That's a lamp. <laughs> Also, when Richie questions it, his father stands up and immediately adds a 9,000 to the name of the device. Of course. <laughs> Beautiful. Marketing. It's the Smellmaster. The what? The Smellmaster 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> Van Doe gets really weird when Richard mentions the family vault. 
so you know, like, eh, this guy's shady. Yep. Also, he says, we're losing so much money by all of your charitable donations. We need to cut back on that. Yeah. They really established the villain role for him. Yeah. Like I said, he's a dick. Yes. They do not hide that at all. The next morning when Richie wakes up, Claudia Schiffer acts as his personal trainer because that happens. Yeah, rich people. Rich people. <laughs> I, I had a good laugh actually here because you have the, the cuckoo clock that has Cadbury inside and it yes. comes out ringing just a little bell. And Richie's like, eh, fuck it, I'm a rich kid, whatever. And he pulls sleep. the pillow over his yeah. head. And then a different Cadbury comes out of the cuckoo clock with a like a horn and starts flying. And I thought that was very funny. It's excellent. And then real Cadbury walks in. Yes. Says, hey, it's time to get up. It's great. <laughs> I also like the first personal training session. They're constantly referencing, oh, where's Arnold today? As if Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. is his normal his personal normal trainer. His normal trainer would be. <laughs> right. This movie. This man. movie. Rich people. <laughs> rich people. Yes, exactly yeah. that. I, I don't think Macaulay Culkin is a particularly athletic kid. He does not strike me as one. No. No. He's very, very awkward. The way he moves is not natural. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the time he spent with Michael Jackson. Oh, that explains <clears throat> it. All right. <laughs> Professor Keen being invented a machine called the Dad Link that pinpoints Richard's location in seconds. So Richie can talk to his dad whenever he goes away on business. Like this when is he's... both extremely cool and extremely sad. <laughs> yeah, like w- when he's in a meeting with the president and Richie is getting a zit. That's... That president looked like H-dubs. It did not look like a Bill Clinton. No, it did not. But this scene was one of the most pointless scenes in the world except just to set up that the dad link exists. Yeah. I'm surprised yes, they didn't yes. think of something better to do with it because he's just casually sitting spin- talking economics with the president and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. My son's calling me. <laughs> I love at dinner in the other scene when they set up that the president is calling him. He's like, president of where? And they're like, of here. He's like, oh, <laughs> probably needs a loan again. Hail, hail Fredonia, <laughs> as they do in Duck Soup. So good. <laughs> it's like we were joking about that in our, our Patreon episode on Duck Soup. Go listen. Yeah. Go subscribe and listen. About how, why good would you plug. call a private citizen in order to get a loan? It's like, apparently it happens. Apparently. There you go. We've seen it in two movies now, so Amazing. definitely a thing. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that while they paint Van Doe as an easy villain, Richard Rich is the greatest billionaire in the world. He he just keeps stacking up merit with every different detail. That's It's true. That yeah. That comes up. And he never fires him. No, never will. Richie goes to school, or what we will call school, where, <laughs> where Ben Stein teaches an unconventional, to say the least, economics class. Whatever happened to Ben Stein? What did uh, he run out of money? Too many people win his money. I think too many people won Ben Stein's money. All right, and that's then fair. and then Clearasil was like, "We're gonna go a different direction." And he's like, "He was not Clearasil. He was the dry red eyes. If you put clear eyes, if you put Clearasil in right. your, your eyes, don't do that. Firstly, acne free. Secondly, <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot. Right. Properly. Clear eyes. <laughs> clear eyes went a different direction. In fact, they went Clearasil. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's an odd strategy. <laughs> They're like, let's just change the product. And then he goes to fencing class? Yeah, as you do. Because, you know, rich kids. What I found weird about this is I looked up stuff about Macaulay Culkin before we decided to talk about him. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad story, <laughs> sad? kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is his swan song. This is his last movie. For like nine years. This yeah. is like his last movie as a child actor. It's like he was on a Spider-Man soundtrack. Exactly. Because he just stopped being in movies for nine right. years. Right. He did like 15 movies in seven years or something insane like that. It's crazy. And he was insanely rich when this was all said and done. But on the Wikipedia article about him, it said that he decided to take a break from acting to live a quote unquote normal life. So he went back to Manhattan to his private school. Like, that's not normal. As you do. That oh. doesn't seem very normal. <laughs> 
probably more normal by comparison. Yeah, definitely more normal. Compared to not going to school at all. Yeah. Then yeah. Ben Stein and properly being on teaching you on set all the time. Yeah. Also in this fencing class, there's a scene where a kid spills uh, a cup of coffee on himself in the most unconventional way yes. I've ever seen. Yes. He gets poked in the butt with a, what is a rapier? Yes. It could be a rapier. It could yes. be a He gets rapiered in the butt. As he's being handed <laughs> a coffee. Jackson. Hey. There it is. And he pushes his chest forward into the cup yep. yes. and proceeds to pour all of it down his chest totally and shoulders. Natural. So, <laughs> totally natural. Uh, not everybody is a natural born actor. And sometimes they're just happy to have a job. And this kid, yeah, he fits the bill. Listen, he's he got his shot. There are a lot of jobs yep. out there to spill coffee on yourself, and he's not getting any of them anymore. You're right. Eminem yeah. got his shot. Eight Mile. Yeah. All he needs is one shot. Mom's spaghetti. Right. Mom's spaghetti. As we all know. Mom's Don't spill hot mom's coffee on the chest. All over your, your fencing <laughs> outfit. Well, right. he spilled it name. on his sweater already. Right. That's a good point. It's on his sweater already. That's why you don't want to get on the fencing off it, too, because then what do you do? Wasn't it supposed to be like a poor kid in that, like 8 Mile or something like that? If he's wearing a sweater, that's pretty fancy. It's probably a hand-me-down. Maybe he got it from Goodwill. What is he, a fucking Weasley? Is that what we're doing here, hand-me-down clothing like that? Do you think that only happens in Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh. Only two of them are the same size. Now who's a rich kid? (laughs) Twins, Basil. (laughs) You just assume sweaters are always new, Dave? Yeah. Now who's the rich Well, speaking about Harry Potter, you kind of got a feel for the the one twin, because it's like, I don't know, like- Christmas with divorced parents. You get two of everything now. Except his was that he lost his other half. Yeah. Which which one of the Sandlot kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about Sophie's Choice again. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Why is kid death so prevalent in Richie Rich right now? <laughs> I don't know. We went real dark with this. It's such a lighthearted movie. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not at all. It takes a turn. Oh, yeah. Th- I was surprised at how dark this got at certain points. Yeah. Maybe I'm in the right headspace then. Maybe you are. Yeah, I mean, I You're think... just early in the yeah. headspace. It does start yeah. much yeah. lighter. That's fair. Okay. So Richie brings it up to his classmates. You're the one who brought up Sophie's Choice, Brian. Now think about it. I've mm-hmm. still never seen it. I'm not even sure what we're talking about. I don't think I was. I'm pretty sure it was you who brought it up. I think you did make... He brought up a scenario. You Sophie choice it. I asked you what Sophie's Choice was. You told me that Danny Trejo cut a child <laughs> in half with a machete. Right. Machete. Yeah. Machete. machete. <laughs> he, as machete, used a machete. As, no, as a kid does. died. That's where we were. Yeah. And then I just Michael Jackson with the rapier. Do. Michael Jackson rapiering. Somebody got Macaulay rapiered Culkin. in the butt, but we don't know. And that's why he's not athletic anymore. The coffee didn't even look hot. Didn't look hot. No. The kid did not seem like he was in pain at all. Just inconvenienced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dad In Link. which case, he was right to send away the coffee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that kid was rude. <laughs> the kid's extremely rude. We haven't even addressed that. <laughs> Keep going. I'm curious to see where we're going to go with this. <laughs> Richie brings up to his classmates that they should be having fun, but they don't have time to hang out since they all live similar lifestyles to this rich kid. It's very sad. They're all being groomed. He's got no friends. On the way home from school, Richie decides enough is enough, and he makes his driver take a different direction home, and he stops at the <laughs> sandlot where all the kids are playing baseball, and he introduces himself. He's like, hey, I want to play baseball with you guys. And guess what, Dave? I have an actual IMDb trivia fact Fuck. for you. Go ahead. Between filming scenes, when he first meets the kids playing baseball, Macaulay Culkin carried around a coconut on set. Hold on. I was taking a sip while you read that. Yeah. And almost spit it out. A coconut. Why? Oh, I don't know. That's There's just, no that's further the details? Fact. Usually trivia. But why would anyone even know that? you had, didn't know you had. This had one he just, just shot something in Hawaii? <laughs> this is very How I Met Your Mother, pineapple incident. No, he was in Asheville, North Carolina. I just don't get it. <laughs> Actually, this scene this would have is been Chicago. filmed in Chicago, yeah. Yeah. 
But I'm saying, like, did he come to this movie from somewhere where he would have gotten familiar with it? No, I think he just wanted a cocoa nut. Mm. I have no idea. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. This trivia fact (laughs) raised more questions for me than it answered. I don't like what fame did to Macaulay at this point. (laughs) Oh, kids just walk around like coconuts. Yeah. You get stung by bees a couple times, and here you are carrying coconuts on I set. I think he, maybe he was just trying to become more unrelatable to the other kids. He's in character. I don't know. Oh, a method it's, child. It's Macaulay Culkin doesn't have to become any more unrelatable. <laughs> the ki- the richest kid in the world is playing the richest kid in the world, and you can tell he doesn't give a shit about being in this movie. Yeah. Irony. So the kids make a $10 bet with him that he can't hit a ball pitched by Gloria. Which, of course, he absolutely crushes because- Not even that. He pulls out a whole wand. He says, all right, 10,000. 10,000. This girl's like, what? It's no. like, how much more unrelatable can you get? Macaulay. That's Macaulay that right was, there. That was actually Macaulay Culkin's money. Also, for some character. reason, it was $10 from each kid there. Everyone's throwing in 10s. I thought they were all Oof. scrounging money to reach $10. Oh, maybe. Because they're so poor. Maybe, maybe. That would make sense. I just assumed they were all throwing in 10s. I mean, that'd be a good get for him, but- but yeah, yeah, yeah. There was clearly a, <laughs> then again, it wouldn't at all. There was so. clear, clearly a disparity in wealth between the group, for sure. Anyway, he crushes the the pitch because obviously the man has been trained by the the kid has been trained by Reggie Jackson. So and now all the other kids, instead of being like, "Oh, you're actually pretty cool," they're like, "Oh no, you're a freak, and we hate you more. You suck so hard." <laughs> oh, you're gonna come and take our ten dollars too? Cool kid. Right, now we have to get that ball back from the building where the big dog lives or something. Yeah, exactly. And James Earl Jones. We have to, I don't have an erector set anymore. Damn Signed it. by some chick named Baby Ruth. We don't even have PF Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Ruth. Baby Ruthie? <laughs> I fucking love Sandlot. <laughs> it's very good. So that weekend, Van Doe, with the help of Ferguson, the, the head of security, they develop a plot to blow up the plane carrying the rich family to England. So, like, immediately... We're, we're veering here now. We're like, shit's about to get real. Right, and they're so rich that they're talking about what gifts to give the queen. Right. Yeah, and if you want to understand like the gravity of the scene, just picture Kevin Spacey with a wig talking to Billy Bob Thornton on a bad day, and boy, is it nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> William Robert Thornton. William Robert Thornton. Yeah. Thank you. He's Still nice. unconfirmed. <laughs> Cadbury sees Richie's loneliness, and he makes a suggestion to his mom, and he arranges for Richie to stay home in Chicago, with the Sandlot kids for a weekend of fun, which, boy, is that convenient. <laughs> Over the course of the weekend, Richie earns the friendship of the Sandlot kids with McDonald's and a kidapult and ATV tag and jet skis and a roller coaster. A McDonald's in a room in his house. Yeah, he's got a McDonald's in his house. When I was a kid, I was like, yeah, he's definitely rich. Yeah. Now I know. He's got a franchise in there. Yeah, he casually drops tag and they were unimpressed. And then the next scene is them on ATVs playing tag. That's a pretty good reveal. I do appreciate how it just keeps escalating. Yeah, it's nice. I love how the the one kid's like, this is the best day of my life. The kid whose only trait is eat food. That that kid? No, the one who is. No, the black one. All right. (laughs) Those are the the other three kids. It's it's Gloria, sunglasses, eats food, and black kid. J.R.R. Tolkien. Got it. The 90s. Right. <laughs> Cadbury also has a special connection with Gloria's mother, Diane. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some sparks. Yeah. He's a Taurus and she's a Capricorn. Sparks. Spark. You said it. She asks if um if there's a fire sign rising, which I took as an innuendo. And that's when he called her a Capricorn. It's a very funny scene. Is it? Trust me, you had to be there. <laughs> I mean, they're all words that were said. <laughs> All those things happened. Right. You can, I was amused. Whenever you put words on the script and, and read them, 
to have chemistry between two characters. Man, you hope for that type of flame. Hey, that's yeah. show business, baby. <laughs> First of all, he was being very emotionally upfront for a British man. You're not wrong. <laughs> but also, this mom has no business being in this movie. But we'll no, get none. There. We'll get there. <laughs> During their plane trip to England, Richard uses the Smellmaster 9000 to find some chocolate hidden among the presents. Wait, for the wait, queen. wait. Before we get to that. Oh. This flight to England is not any flight to England. They're going for the Queen's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're in a plane, plane full of gifts. Yeah, yeah. For, the, for the Queen. And for a plane that definitely cannot reach England. No. Without refueling a couple times in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I also, well, careful. That's the that's the billion dollar one or whatever they called it. It's supposed to be like Air Force One, but instead it's like Oh yeah, it was one. yeah, billion dollar one. They're rich. Their plane can go anywhere they want, no matter how much fuel is in it. Remember, he's a likable billionaire. Oh, okay. yeah. I apologize. Likable billionaire. <laughs> so he's using the Smellmaster 9000, and instead of chocolates, he finds a bomb. We've all been there. Everybody's been on a plane yeah. and used their smell gun and found a bomb and been like, oh, what do we do now? And I like how you have the intercut scene of Van Doe looking at a book of the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle. Triangle. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, they're going to be right around here. It's like, I, I don't think that's how you get to England. It's, it certainly They're is. taking the long way. doing it wrong. From Chicago to England to via <laughs> Bermuda Triangle. Everybody knows the route. Richard tosses the bomb out the window, but it detonates, destroying part of the tail, sending the billion-dollar one into the Atlantic. Richard Sr. and Regina survive the crash and climb on the plane's inflatable raft. Sure. They're fine. Well, With a chest full yeah. of snacks. Yes. That's lucky. And Dom. Yeah, they do have Dom Perignon. Because rich people, we all know. Because rich people. It's water to them. Water to most people. You ever had it? No. It's not very good. No, I've never. Mm, you calling us rich over here. Well, right? Well. This guy over here with all new sweaters and Dom pair. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, I had it because one of my Going old to movies bosses in said, 1994. I right? did. I did at the Sticky Theater. <laughs> all right. Yes, it okay. was the Sticky okay. Theater. I give you that. <laughs> one of my old bosses, he had a bottle and he's like, oh, I think it went bad. And all of us went, that's not how that works. And he said, I'm going to open it. We're like, that's how it works. It's probably bad. You should open it. <laughs> he was one of those dumb rich people. I think he just kind of fell yeah. into being, I don't know. He failed upward. The Peter Principle. <laughs> exactly. Bring it back. <laughs> Believing that Richie's parents are dead, Van Doe assumes leadership of the rich corporation and proceeds to cut the money that and the charitable contributions that the rich family were known for mostly. They're like, hey, we're charitable people. And he's like, I'm not. So not doing that anymore. Nope. This also included closing the United Tool Factory. So now all of Richie's friends' parents are unemployed again. Right. Van Doe is this bummed. weird thing against this factory that we only just learned about. But yeah. everything is contained within the story of this movie. It's hemorrhaging money. Everything. Is it, though? I don't know. Well, they're gold plating sockets for a billionaire. Of course, it's gonna. they are hemorrhaging well, money, probably. That's a bad business choice. I can't imagine <laughs> that Professor, uh, what's the? Keenbean. Keenbean, yeah. I can't imagine that there's a lot of profit coming out of Keen Bean's laboratory. Nope. He spent a billion dollars on Probably a bee. Not. Yeah. And, and then it got smashed. Yeah. And, and his machine to make bedpans. I mean, I can see them donating the bedpans, I guess. And it is turning garbage into bedpans, but Ma it sounds expensive. Do you think Macaulay Culkin had a bit of PTSD seeing a bee on set? <laughs> or do you think he was, I'm an actor. They're paying me a lot to not care. Yeah. It's probably, <laughs> he saw the bee and he's like, you guys are going to kill me off in this one too? Great. Get to go home early today. <laughs> you gotta, to my shitty dad. His dad's so shitty. I don't Can't think, stress that enough. I don't think that you guys give him enough credit. I mean, this was his last movie. I think he was cherishing every single scene. I don't think he was. <laughs> I do not. I think he was There's like, a lot I of heart get in back this, to that private school in New York. A lot of heart in this performance. <laughs> a lot of heart. 
So Richie's pretty upset about the whole thing, you know, his parents probably being dead and, and you know, the stuff that Van Doe's doing. So he goes to the company headquarters, and as a living, rich family member, he assumes the leadership position. And under Richie, the company thrives. He reopens United Tools. He even hires his friends as new research and development team. Yeah, for they, they rollerblade around the office, and it makes me say that Macaulay Culkin is not an athletic kid. Oh, the way he rollerblades. It is so uncomfortable. I don't think he's ever rollerbladed before this scene, but he told everybody that he knew how. It's one of those, like, it's a Buzz Lightyear, but on rollerblades. Like, what are you doing? He's falling. Falling with style. Yeah. Constantly, just just putting his foot out at the appropriate time, realizing his wheels that are going to propel him forward on a point. (laughs) Just feet out and a lot of arms. A lot more. (laughs) So much arms. You shouldn't really be seeing the arms a lot when someone's rollerblading. (laughs) Unless they're throwing you a thumbs up. This is Macaulay Culkin. I do my own stunts. Just ask Michael dark with the rapier yeah we got it and the bubbles the monkey and michael's my, into some shit and my goddaughter paris <laughs> right <laughs> wait he's her godfather he sure is yes whose child is it actually michael i don't think so yeah it came from the flap of skin where his penis used to be I think. <laughs> <laughs> van dose sees all of this as a minor setback because richie's underage and his ability to run the business is limited by the powers given to him by proxy from Cadbury. Right, but at the same time, he also, well, the only thing we know about it is that he likes milkshakes. He sure does. Richie loves milkshakes. And also, there's a, a candy company within the rich organization. That's yeah. really where his focus is. And he's, turn, he's turning major profits in that candy. Yeah. He's, he's making it nuttier than nutrageous. That's right. <laughs> yeah, how can we have less nuts than our competition? I really liked the product placement for nutrageous. You don't get to see nutrageous very often anymore. Made me nostalgic. I'm very glad to hear that this movie did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Nutrageous is good, but sometimes you would get like the nougat on the wrapper and it would get stuck and it would be hard on the outside. Never good. We're still talking about Nutrageous? Nutrageous. Yeah, we stopped talking about Michael. Have you had an Outrageous? I've What's never an, had an, an outrageous? outrageous. It's a Nutrageous, but there's peanut, Reese's Pieces. That is pieces that belong to Reese. Yes. Yeah. That is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. Just um, confirming. I did not realize that it was the same thing because Nutrageous has always been one of my favorites. Oh, it's a good one. I also like Reese's Sticks. Pretty much. Uh, Reese's Sticks are very good. Yeah. I'm Lots sorry. to be said for a good wafer. Not a lot of wafers Not out familiar there. familiar with his sticks. It's true, actually. <laughs> there aren't a... The wafers are very overlooked when it comes down to it. Well, they were roaring in the 90s. I bet Richie had some wafers. So they oh, call the roaring 90s tons the of wafers. industry. Formed by the rich company. So Van Doe has Cadbury framed for the rich family's <laughs> apparent murder. That's that's where we're going now. Yeah, but I have a weird feeling going on in my head of like, man, I hate this movie, but man, I love this movie. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I'm conflicted. I don't know what's happening. And our buddy yeah. Kyle from the Experience Card Podcast said this is one of the worst movies ever seen. And it's like, yeah, that checks out. I, I know Kyle well enough to know that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. The cops come and say we had an anonymous tip to search your bedroom and found <laughs> parts that are used to construct bombs. <laughs> So we just assumed, yeah, this guy definitely killed. Yep. <laughs> Which they haven't found the plane wreckage yet. Yeah. But they just assumed they, this guy definitely yep. did it. And now you have to go to jail. And now you have to go to jail. <laughs> wow. Weird jail. <laughs> Everything about this whole situation is weird because then Van Doe's just like, yeah, you're my kid now. It's like, yeah, there's a kid around. He files, he files to adopt him? <laughs> he does not. He just says, I hereby declare that I'm your fucking guardian, just like Cadbury did. Well, there was but a... Cadbury did it in Latin, so it well, sounded better. No, I well, think Cadbury, Cadbury legally was, was, was set written up. into their will. He sure. said that. And then there was like a whole news thing that came up that said that, that Van Doe had 
petitioned to take on Richie as his legal <laughs> it's guardian. So, and but then so he claims he's a legal passive. guardian, but then does he just acquire all the family fortune? Also, that's not how any of this works. He also immediately puts a camera in his bedroom. Yes, well, that is he does do. Yeah, that. he doesn't acquire. <laughs> it's a problem. He doesn't it acquire all the shares, but. Richie no longer has a say in the company because he's a minor, and now he doesn't have What's a proxy. The word? Arbiter, yeah, proxy. So now Richie has no say in what happens in the company, despite being majority shareholder. Because Cadbury waived his rights what to a, what Richie. A brilliant business move by Van Doe. It really it. was. Yeah. it's like all I have to do is frame this guy for murder, yeah. and then and then move into their house kid. and just claim to be this is me now. It's perfect. Get full control of the dad link. That's right. That's that's what everyone's after. Everybody's like, give me that dad link. That's right. I mean, the president knows about it. He does now. Also, Van Doe fires all of the rich family's servants. Everyone in the house. Yeah. It's so many people. It's a very big house it's, for those of you moved. who only have ears. Well, it's the, the biggest house in America. It's all of Rich's, state. I mean, uh, it's a very big house. It is a huge house. It's real. Bill Moore is gorgeous. Yeah. And, yeah. It's great. Fear for Nashville. Check it out. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just don't understand how a man could just, this child's mine. Also, this house is mine. Also, everything's mine now. Nope. I don't buy it. Well, I believe. The house would have gone to Richie, right? And then when he adopted Richie, just, like, just get I'll, move in. I'll move into my kid's house. Without finding a body. <laughs> right. All this with no body. Out of context, it's a really weird statement. <laughs> <laughs> Vando and Ferguson plot to have Cadbury murdered in jail and make it look like a suicide. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they bring up suicide real quick real, and lean yeah, into it They're hard. just like, we'll make it look like he killed himself. It'd be fantastic. Right. You have to imagine that the, the folks that are at the New York penitentiary in Manhattan are just like, I got an idea with this Epstein guy. We're going <laughs> to Richie Rich him. And everyone's like, whoa, that's real dark. This is the dark turn, isn't it? But who's listening? It's Professor Keenbean. He's right? got a, he's eavesdropping on the whole conversation. He's and like, now oh. we have to put him into the Epstein conversation that because now he's clearly aware of it. He might have done it too. Keen Bean's the one who knows what's up. Yeah. He's a bit of a mad scientist, but I don't think it's <laughs> mad in terms of anger. I don't think he's a... Oh. I, I, well, we'll get there, actually. I want to talk about him a little bit. <laughs> so he manages to sneak Richie out with a plan to help Cadbury escape from prison so he doesn't get murked. So Richie brings supplies to Cadbury, and luckily the guard can't read Latin. This is the first scene, aside from in baseball uniform, that he's not wearing a suit. And it was a little jarring. It was very jarring. Yes. Like, that's just normal. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin in a, in a hoodie. Yeah. What is this movie's playing tricks on me? I thought it was somebody else. I mean, it shows that they did have a budget beyond just the rich people things. <laughs> <laughs> so Cadbury gets the supplies, warning him of his impending doom and Keen Bean's acidic hydrochloric dioxy nucleocarbonium. Of course. And he's attacked by one of uh, Van Doe's henchmen, literally as he's discovering that this is not toothpaste. Right, but then you also have when Richie goes and talks to the, the prison guard man, yeah. and he's like, oh, this is for my uncle. And you can't just drop off things no. like that. That's not no. how prison you works. You can't just drop off things. sensitive teeth. Wink. Also- not even that. Just say he's British. It's understood. He's got shitty teeth then. Yeah. Also, as he's in the bathroom, everyone looks at the person who comes in and leaves. Everybody's in uniform because yep. they're in prison. <laughs> this, yep. <guy>. this man, <laughs> is he has a leather vest with... So many patches, and clearly is not in prison. <laughs> right? Right. But everyone knew who he was he's right away. <laughs> Just a prison visitor that's in the bathroom of the prison. Of course. <laughs> Classic situation. This happens all the time, guys. Yeah. So Cadbury knocks out this goon, because why not? He's British, so he's scrappy. And he escapes by melting the prison bars with the toothpaste. Right. And he drops from the prison, the prison gate. 
slash window, and he is dressed in said goon's biker outfit. Another very jarring outfit choice. Yes. Extremely jarring. And also, he finds Macaulay Culkin, Heinem Heinem Dumpster, just happens to be there. As you do. And then they have a very long, drawn-out conversation. While these prison bars are still smoldering from yes. the toothpaste yes. stuff. Right outside the place, he just escaped, escaped. from the prison, yeah. of course. Now that he's free, quotes, also, lots of quotes. Also, this acid <laughs> contained in a glass bottle eats through steel. <laughs> yep. Uh, another problem. Lots of problems. Lots of problems. <laughs> so he and Richie make their way to Gloria's house, where Diane tends to Cadbury's bruise, and Richie and Gloria use the computer to hack into the mainframe at Richie's Sparks. mansion to access the dad link. <laughs> because we're not giving up hope. Right. The dad link has remote access. It's very advanced. It is. It's true. It's got it a all... modem hooked up to it. 1994? Forget it. It also is... features a digital keen bean. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot get over how much Mike McShane can change his appearance just by cutting his hair and like doing different things with his facial it's hair. It's amazing. It's impressive. Yeah. While this is going down, Van Doe finds out about Cadbury's escape. He and Ferguson tie up Professor Keenbean and threaten to throw him into his molecular reorganizer unless he can get them into the vault. They choke him a lot in this a scene, lot. too. There's a, a lot, lot of choking. choking. It's real. Yeah. I mean, I was like, this is a kid's movie? It's a PG. It's a PG movie. It's a PG. <laughs> Keenbean's like, look, I don't know where the vault is, but even if I did, it's voice activated. You can't get in there. What I never understood is in any movie is like, I don't know where that is. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. It's like, oh, damn it. It's like you're you're so you gonna do. get hurt now. You do know you're going to get hurt. What you're saying, <laughs> "Hey, you with the gun, let me make you angry." Right? <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. So Richard Senior's dad link transceiver was damaged in the crash, but he manages to fix it enough to send out a distress code, and the signal is intercepted by Ferguson, who disconnects Richie's modem from the phone line. Just as Richie was like, "Oh, I got a connection. We're gonna find out where he is." The timing is super convenient. It is, and I don't understand how you have this dad link, which is in the middle of the ocean, which is able to pick up any signal anywhere in the world, yeah, and then just unplug a simple modem at the house, and it's, and now, now you it's can't. over. To be fair, he did enter a code where it said, power increased. Yes, he did. He did, so, he did increase there the power we go. remotely. So. <laughs> That's a very good point. That helps. All these, qu- <laughs> all these questions get answered real easily, Dave. <laughs> so Richie is still- That's on me. He's still You're hacked. right. <laughs> Richie's still hacked into the dad link on Gloria's computer. Now he's completely left in the dark. He doesn't know where his parents are. He's like, oh, we were going to know. Now we don't know. So the whole gang, Richie, Cadbury, Diane, all of the kids, they're like, we're going to break Richie into the mansion so he can get to the dad link and find out where his parents are. <laughs> Classic heist. This is, this is the move. This movie has everything. <laughs> nah, don't worry. He's rich. He won't die right. with guns or whatever. So they use the catapult and What's some bags of manure to take out- the mom's accent. It's insane. It's oh, it's not good. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Are you from New York and or Boston? I love yes. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fran Drescher's not available to do ADR on the nanny or something. They're calling this lady in. They use the catapult and some bags of manure to take out a guard, and then they find Professor Keenbean, who they rescue from his restraints because they. He got tied up. He got real tied up. Yep, and he's trying to eat a sandwich that's on his chest. Yep, and they throw away the sandwich, and he gets real bummed out about that. Yep. Not more upset about the sandwich being thrown out than excited that he's being rescued. Yes. Yeah, Keen Bean really steals every scene he's in. He does. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we have, to, we have to cause a distraction so Richie can get to the dad link. So he makes the fountain soapy. Got him. Hey. He soaped that fountain. So distracting. 
It was a lot of soap. Hey. They had to call in three other guys just to look at it. <laughs> Why is that fountain so soapy right now? Hey, you I guys. I don't know. Turn it off. That's how That it is went. a great answer, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys guarding the other side of this door I'm guarding. Come outside and look at this soap. <laughs> you got to see how soapy guys, it is over here. Guys, come on. Look at this distraction. Come look at the soap. <laughs> You'll never believe it. You know how it's normally water? It's soap now. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I love how, how Keen Bean like names it too. He's like, it's a combination of soap, dish soap, and and detergent, and I call it extra sudsy suds or something. <laughs> yeah, like was, I, was like, I couldn't think of the name. You could just yeah. call it soap, man. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. It's like Sudzo Max. <laughs> Sudzo Max. <laughs> but yeah. not even that is you have uh, the kids all run out, and this is where Keen Bean comes with the idea, and he has to run back. He's like, my inventions. Or whatever it is. Yeah. And the first thing he goes after. Exactly. The first thing he goes after is he opens the fridge and grabs this insanely giant baloney. Yeah. And just takes oh, a, yeah. a giant bite out of it. Yeah. And it's uh. one of those things like you are establishing that this is a character whose main motivation now is food. It's like we have that with the kid already. We do already have that with the what kid. What are we doing? Did who you stole run the out Twinkies of from the character guard. traits of people who are just like. He really uh. just <laughs> takes a big chunk out of that baloney, too. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. Well, no, it's supposed to be a metaphor. For. Professor Keenpin's full of baloney. I don't think he is. He's not, though. Mm. That's the twist. His inventions, boy, are they <laughs> nope, useful. Don't. Do you remember <laughs> the soap? <laughs> Do you remember the soap? Hey, he's a, he's a genius. It's a mixture of, of genius. laundry detergent and <laughs> dishwasher soap. It's like, what could that possibly be good for? Soapy fountains. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just wait for EDM to come around. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> I call this a glow wand. It's a tie dad. <laughs> you know what? There's a good chance that Keen Bean was on drugs. I've invented a new type of music. All it is is just a bass. That's it. <laughs> you know, grabbing the bologna like that and taking a big bite speaks to that. He might have just been on drugs. Fair. A lot of things could be chucked up to him being on drugs. I mean, he carved out an entire Mount Rushmore in a week with a laser cannon. Well, it wasn't him. He just invented the cannon. There was an actual Oh, it's true. There was a whole team. The, the yeah. They weren't. She spoke Italian speak, on the yeah. phone with the. With the mom, but then yelled English at the person up there helping her. Typical. Typical. Again, a little bit for everybody here. (laughs) So the guards cut power to the fountain, and while they're doing that, the other kids cut power to the security cameras, which allows Richie and Cadbury to reach the dad link, but it shows that Richie's parents are inside the house. Call from inside the house. Of course it is. Van Doe. inside the house. I'd like to see the layout of the the room. room. It's inside the room. They're in the same room. Don't know how you missed that. Don't know how the the parents didn't yell at them right away. I'm going, Richie? Right here. Oh, there was was definitely tape on the mouth. That checks out. Mm -hmm. But but I feel like you would have looked straight ahead. Problem solved. I feel like you would have looked straight ahead at your parents tied up rather than immediately at the dad link. He just had his eyes on the prize. He had a goal. All right. So Van Doe was like, yeah. I figured you'd come here to get to the dad link, so I rescued your parents. But also, I'm going to kill him. Right. He holds him at gunpoint, and he's he forces Richard and Regina to reveal the location of the vault, while Ferguson and his men take Richie and his friends to the molecular reorganizer, which has gotten a lot of play in this movie. Yes. Everything that has been talked about is all that's ever mentioned. Yeah. We've established the world. This is it. Everything comes back to the molecular reorganizer. Professor Keenbean uses his various inventions, like the super adhesive and the remote control B, to rescue Richie and Cadbury and Diane and the kids. Sure, because you know if you're gonna put everybody in the in the machine, the, the mom's leave really one guy out just here. And they do put turn garbage yeah. into a bedpan right before they're about they to be, do. just to remind to everybody what their fate is. Yeah. Yeah. The mom's really work. just in this movie because she drove them 
to the house one yeah, time. Correct. And then they're just like, They did need someone well, to drive. <laughs> now she's in this movie, I guess. Yep. Well, she was also at the ribbon cutting ceremony. She was. She was. She had oh, some type of managerial right. position. You're right. She, okay. She works for, what was it called? Union Tools? Sure. They made socket wrenches. Rich loves socket wrenches. Richie loves socket wrenches. His mom. And Regina would if she knew what they were. <laughs> ah, what a joke. Ah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that wasn't part of the script. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so the riches lead Van Doe to Mount Richmore, where the vault is located. And there he is pretty upset when he finds out that all of their, their vault has is just the rich family's most precious memories and keepsakes. All right, family treasures. Yep. Nothing nothing of nothing of monetary value. I I do like that he demands where's the money? Where's everything of value? Yeah. And Richard just goes in the banks, in the <laughs> stock market. Stock market, real estate. Totally <laughs> reasonable answer. <laughs> I love that. Great. Desperate to get the money, he attempts to shoot Richard and Regina only for Richie to appear in the nick of time and interfere. Whoa. So Vando shoots Richie instead. Just Straight up shoots him. Right in the chest. Yeah. Which, lucky for him. That Dumb used, and Dumber came out the same year. He used that special spray <laughs> that Keen Bean invented that made him bulletproof. What if it shot me in the face? Well, that's just a risk we have to take, Harry. Yeah, he shoots him point blank in the chest like four times. Yeah. It's like Easily could have like, shot him in the face. He's not going to shoot me. And he's like, yeah, normally no. But you know what? I'm going to. Yeah, he's like, having a bad day here. I, I don't this isn't understand how Macaulay Culkin doesn't even budge. Like when he gets shot, nothing. Doesn't even fall over. I think he's proved his physical merit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those, those rollerblading lists. Claudia Schiffer did such a good job that when he gets shot now at point blank range, he's fine. That's right. It's he's called, so stiff. It's called core strength. It, I don't know if it's that. I think it's a lot of just, I'm a real boy. <laughs> Still kind of wooden. A little bit. A little oh, bit, yeah. like Pinocchio. Uh, yeah, old Pinocchio. So the rich family, they managed to get away. And the chase eventually leads them down the face of the mountain. See what I did there? Oh. The face of the mountain? No, I don't. It's, it's Mount Richmore. And our second consecutive North by Northwest reference. Yeah. Oh, it's made of there. faces. <laughs> yeah. Mountain made of faces. Mountain made of faces. Their faces. They're climbing on their own faces. And they're now also under attack by Ferguson, who's on the ground with the rock blasting laser. Because why should this be over? <laughs> Please. End it movie. Also... <laughs> Also, he cranks it up to dangerous levels. 11. Which clearly fucks with the accuracy of this thing. Big time. I don't know if it does. I think he's a very bad shot to start. It's because he's got too much anger happening in the brow region. It's it really a, it is. It makes it he's hard very for brow heavy to focus. After. Yeah, and when you're using laser technology, you can't blame it on the wind. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that Cadbury shows up and is fighting him the whole time. And eventually he disarms him and he fires one final shot. <laughs> no problem. Near Van Doe. Well, Cadbury fires a shot at yep. Van Doe, which leaves him hanging upside down in front of the Rich family, where Richard's like, all right, Richie, I don't I don't like firing people, but I guess this one time. And Richie's like, you're fired. And then Regina punches him in the face. It's like a whole family thing. It's great. It's adorable. And then later, Richie's playing baseball with his new friends for the United Tool team in the yard of, the, of Rich Manor. And Cadbury's the coach and macking it with Diane and- Richie hits a home run. It's, oh, I want to talk about this home run. It's hold on a second. Yeah. They're playing at, at the Rich Man or whatever in the yard. Yeah. And they have explained already that there's 37 miles of driveway. So people had to travel to this home. Yes. In order to play this game. They're guests. A long drive. Richie gets up to bat. Richie hits one out of the park. Yeah. And he has the audacity to do a bat flip 
at the pitcher as he watches this thing go. He starts turning, going around these bases, the fucking rich kid that he is, after pulling off a bat flip for his guest that had traveled 37 minimum miles up this driveway. What is going on here? He's a rich kid. Why would you want to hang out with this kid? He seems like an <laughs> asshole. He's getting one between the numbers no matter how rich he is next time up. I will confirm he hit it to the same spot as the earlier one, and mm. even with a real baseball glove, an outfield child was an, unable to catch it, but did not go into the fountain like the chef previously did. Right. I'm not convinced that was a full-size baseball, because when John Larroquette picks that thing up, it looks very small. It does. His head is very large, though. It is. But his head's not attached to his hand. Eh, not it's right in the now. shot. <laughs> yeah, okay, if that's, that's where you want to go with it. That's right, though. John Larroquette <laughs> is there because for some reason- He went to prison. Now the prison folk are doing yard work at yep. this. That's got to be a conflict of interest. What kind of being work prisoner. release program is it like, yeah, you're going to go do gardening for rich people? You got to remember, if it didn't exist <laughs> in the first 30 minutes, you can't go there. You're, you're right. Fair. I like how John Larroquette's like power move. Instead of like throwing it over a fence, he just casually tossed it into the fountain. It's like, clearly this game's over. They're celebrating. It's like, you just made a ball win. Yeah. That's all you did. Yeah, yeah. I hope you feel good, He tells man. the cop to go get it. Yeah, he just continues being a dick. <laughs> but barely. That's not even a power. It's just like you don't have a lot of power when you're mulching a rich man's lawn. <laughs> He's just mildly conveniencing everyone around him now. Like, that's his power <laughs> move. Richard Sr. remarks that his son is now truly the richest boy in the world. And then John Favreau steps in and says, Regina, you have a line. And her line is, he has friends. It was wonderful. There are, there's nothing else besides her saying he has friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the end. That is Richie Rich from 1994, directed by a guy. Uh, uh, wow, he's done movies. Yep. I don't Worked know if I Ramon. if I love it or hate it. I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like you can't hate it because you have to respect. It. Do I? Do I didn't have any. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, I didn't have any expectations going in. I haven't heard a whisp- seen a whisper of this movie. Right. In years and years. I expected hot garbage, but it kept me hooked. It kept me entertained. It, I was entertained. It I was tells it, it the, moves. It tells the story. You're not confused at any point. There might be some <laughs> no, well, there it, might be some yeah. things that are out of reality, but I think they do a good job of driving the story along and yeah. making it work. You have these moments where like this is a kid's movie, this is a kid's yes. movie. Also, we're gonna get this guy to hang himself, make it look like a right. Right. I, I know I'm gonna shoot this child in the chest. I can't There's say all... it enough. There's something for everyone. <laughs> it's, it's Pixar pretty much, <laughs> but like live action. Where yeah. the adults get have something for them too. You've got Perfect. cliffhangers like in a conventional sense where people are hanging from a cliff. <laughs> and you've Claudia got, Schiffer. You've got laser cannons. That's you've got right. Science. Yeah. See now there's a there's a heist. I'm gonna go the opposite of what Nick said. He said you can hate it, but you have to respect it. I'm gonna say I like it, but I do not respect it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fair. Yeah. Speaking of pretty fair, Rotten Tomatoes one one hundred. Brian, go first. Pretty fair. Yeah. 30%. All right, Nick. Mine was 47. No, 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. okay. I mean, well, I can see it. I, I didn't really it. care for it. Yeah, the whatever. audience said 31, though, so there's oh, okay. something. Hey, I was if close you, to you the will. audience. Me and the audience, we get each other. Yeah, the I'm critics' consensus the here says that uh, with Macaulay Culkin barely registering any emotion, <laughs> Richie Rich feels disjointed and free of sense of fun and wonderment. Okay. To which Roger Ebert said, Nay, three out of four stars. Oh, oh, Ebe. And he says the underlying story of Richie Rich is one as old as the hills. Rich people. The poor little rich kid who has all the expensive stuff and neglect and the, yeah, he just wants oh, to be I assumed you yada, yada, yada. All of the other movies. Exactly. He says, Macaulay Culkin, whose recent string of bombs, The Nutcracker, The Good Son, and The Page Master, 
Oh, Almost yeah. made oh, me forget master. that the kid does have an engaging screen personality when he isn't shoehorned into the wrong projects. Does he? <laughs> Remember, he was good in Home Alone. He says, this is his comeback. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly the last film, that's where he got it, in which he'll be able to play a little boy. Uh. Clues. He gets his first zit and notices that the anaerobics instructor, played by Claudia Schiffer, has certain qualities far beyond those of a buddy. Oh, see, he's never heard of a fuck buddy. There's Roger Ebert. There's the, <laughs> there's the Ebert I know. Yep. He says, time marches on and someday we'll be able to see little Macaulay with a beard and a cigarette. It's like, oh, you actually got it there. Yeah, nailed he it. nailed that. Yeah, he liked this thing. Simple. He said it was joyful. He had fun. He was surprised at how much he enjoyed it. I think that's the right, because I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was too. Yeah. I feel guilty. I, I do. do too. I was like, it wasn't good, but I liked it. That's where I am. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's been a long year. Just enjoy it. Not wrong. That's, that's Try to fair. find the take good your, in everything. Take your victories. Except Spawn. Oh, Except Spawn. Oh, I just saw Spawn. Why? Last, I mean. Oh, don't do that. No, the last anything. Like I, two weeks ago. I, why, why didn't you? It was on with no sound you. at work. So I was. Better? I don't know. So I got the rundown <laughs> without having to experience it. So yeah. you opposite Howard the Duck did. Sort of, yeah. It's the anti-duck. I mean, that happens, right. with, that happens with a lot of things. That's fair. All right. I imagine watching that whole movie without having to hear John Leguizamo <laughs> makes it a better <laughs> movie. So Just knowing that it was John Leguizamo without the sound, very jarring. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. On the CGI. Whew. Speaking of the John Leguizamos on Amazon.com. Yeah. So we got a 4.7 out of 5. It. A what? 4.7 out of 5. One more time. I don't think I'm hearing you right. 4.7 out of 5. 2,000 reviews. That's only so 1% high. are one star. There's 47 total. That's a website oh. that existed <laughs> long after the movie was made, so you know people had perspective. Yeah. So the, we're right. Enjoy the movie. Well, you think that, but the, the two reviews I have, one's from 2013, one's from 2020. The first one oh, I have dear. from December 13th, 2013, title, Kids Will Love It. Review, my nine-year-old daughter thought it was very funny and entertaining. Funning. Ooh, she watched funning. it three times in a row. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> one star. <laughs> I mean, kids do what like- is, What is with the one stars where, where people are like, my loved one loved this, and I, <laughs> I want to blow my brains out. <laughs> I think it, that's a spite star. That could be what it is. Yeah, I guess. And the last one I have is from August 11th, 2020. So that means they were sitting there in quarantine, wherever they are, going, fuck Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what went through all of our minds, clearly. They said, Disney movies are brainwashing to children. This movie discriminates against unvaccinated children as well and spreads that <laughs> programming into the public. <laughs> Do not recommend. Oh, oh my God. That damn Cadbury. <laughs> Stupid Brits talking about how, how the Sandlot kids aren't even vaccinated. Oh, dear. Probably. Probably. You did say probably. And- Wow. This woman's just upset because it's also, August and she can't get her pumpkin spice latte and complain to a manager or something. Not even a Disney movie. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> so I had an issue with that because I went on Disney Plus. I was, I was convinced this was a Disney movie. Yeah. And they had Richie Wish, uh, Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, which oh, that the, does not roll off the tongue. The direct to Is VHS this a cartoon? Sequel. No. Who is in it? Not, it's not, not Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin. Is it Jonathan Lipnicki? No. <laughs> I don't know another blonde child. Is it Rory Culkin? <laughs> it's not. It was, I don't remember who it was. It was none of them. But I was like, why the hell would they have the sequel? Not the was original. it the kid from Home Alone 3 or 4 or whatever? No. <laughs> okay. No. Home alone here. Home alone here. Home Alone with a Vengeance. I'm pretty, sure the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the parrot was actually the star of that one. I've seen it. I, I haven't. I've it. seen the box. I would just imagine. <laughs> yeah, the kid looks like There's he's, a parrot. He is, Spoiler uh, alert. Shit eating grin. Apparently. 
the usual box, as you will. <laughs> Same story. Doesn't matter. There you go. Uh, this movie's <laughs> against unvaccinated kids. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> let's give this thing a super we sub score. It. We should do that, but first. It is now time for the Caped Podcasters Theater. As always, we have a script here written by comedy writer Keaton Patty. This week, he says, uh, I forced a bot to watch a thousand hours of Home Alone movies <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and then asked it to write a Home Alone movie of its own. And here's the first page. So I'm going to be handing out the scripts here. I will be doing the narration in the part of Marv. That's Dave, very exciting. You'll be doing Harry. Oh, it's more exciting. And Nick, you're going to be Kevin. Sweet. So without further ado, here is Home Alone. <laughs> Brought to you by Keaton Patty, of course. Right, right. Pre-order his book. Can't wait. I can't wait. November 17th. Home Alone. Interior, the alone home. A family leaves the home. <laughs> a family leaves the home to bring Christmas to France. They forget Kevin, the boy that is hard to remember. <laughs> My filthy animal family left. I am singular. I will scream at mirrors. Harry and Marv, the moist thieves, think the home is alone. Home is not alone. Kevin is home alone. The alone home is not alone when Kevin is home alone. <laughs> they both break into the home alone, alone together. Just like some Dr. Seuss shit right there. <laughs> Harry, we will steal things to have them. Kevin has prepared boob traps in case of this. <laughs> A can of pain swims from the ceiling and hits Harry in his pesci. A can of pain? <laughs> home is not alone. Cans are home. Marv enters the home but slips on the marble's floor. He lands on a can of Pepsi. His moistness increases. <laughs> Hello, jerk horses. I will defend my loneliness. I have a can of spiders from New York City. <laughs> Kevin stands over them. He holds a spider can. The spider can holds a plane ticket. It has traveled far. <laughs> Kid, your family is bad to you. Let us steal you. Be a wet guy like us. <laughs> Kevin thinks of his family. It has 29 kids, and they are mean with unfortunate girlfriends. <laughs> Marv gets up and grabs Kevin. Now I hurt a child. Kevin prays. God does not remember Kevin, and he does not help. <laughs> a lady made of pigeons flies into the home. What is that? Steal it. Marv drops Kevin to steal the lady made of pigeons. Kevin opens a can of matches. He lights it on a spider. I will dry you, wet guy. <laughs> he throws the match. Marv explodes into flames because Pepsi is cold gasoline. The home is extremely not alone. <laughs> that was so good. I love those so much. I enjoyed them. <laughs> Can we please give this a super stuff yeah, score? Yeah, let's give it a super stuff score. And remember that it's a comic book movie somehow? Please? Yeah, somehow, based on a comic book with a Casper who's alive. Right, exactly. Oh, that's creepy. It's exactly what it is, though. <laughs> was Casper this rich? It was a big house. No, but the the <laughs> when you draw, like the, the Casper and the rich I understand rich, the resemblance. Yeah, it's creepy. Story motivation. Van Doe was certainly motivated. Just, it's a very linear story. I mean, what, what is this? The story is uh, the bad guy the bad really guy. has all the motivation to do whatever. Yeah. And the family's just like, we're fucking rich. We're going to be fine. We're going to rich. We're, we're gonna probably going to be fine. We're going to react to yeah. the things that They're this guy does. Consistently rich, consistently good hearted. Yep. And Richie wants friends. Oh, yeah. That's a motivation. He just wants to have some fun. Oh, uh, 0.25? He probably saw Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yep. Point, point 0.25, I think, is generous, too. And I, I I'm okay is. with it. Okay. Hero. Richie? Richie. I guess. He just is rich. Richie and, and <laughs> friends. I don't know. He's, can you go negative? <laughs> we can, but I don't know if it's warranted. Here. I would I would argue that Keenbean is the hero. I wouldn't even argue that. I would argue that Cadbury is. 
Cadbury. Mm, I think very they're heroic. both they're both quite heroic. So it's definitely not anyone in the rich family. It no. is definitely a paid servant of sorts. Yeah, it's, it's either the their hero. science guy or their. Butler. But we have to look at it as Richie though, because his name's on the title. It's, well, luckily the category is heroes, so yeah. we, we could do multiple. Ah, uh, this bad guy. Could we do villain first? Unprecedented, but yes, we can do villains first. All right, so this villain. Yeah. He, he tries to blow up a plane. He tries to blow up a plane. And then he tries to legalese into owning a child and home and business. Technically, in this scene, he's trying to murder his own son. He fires a lot of bullets at a child. You've got to figure that is his own he son does at adopt this point. Because, so, yeah, publicly, they huh. are not declared alive. Yeah. Right, so then why does, why does I almost called him Kevin, why does Richie even care about these, these two stranger rich people? <laughs> They're not even his parents anymore. They're really just freeloaders in his house. They're dead. Well, no. I do think if you're raiding a villain, you have to take into account every bullet that he shoots into a child's chest. That's one. true. Yeah. That one is too many. So one. <laughs> Agree. Right. Now let's backtrack to hero. Uh, probably a point two five. For well, let's not forget he takes several bullets to the chest, and then still saves the day. Well, no, I guess he doesn't save the day. No, he doesn't. The day do is saved anymore. around him. That doesn't count. He uses, <laughs> he uses someone else's technology to take a few bullets to the yeah, chest. Yeah, but that person would still be in prison if it wasn't for the other person that he employs. Let's so. say person a few more times. Yeah, how about that? Um, 0.25? Fine. If uh, I feel like it's a gift, but all right. Yeah, it's probably a gift. Parents. They're all alive. Everyone's, they're they're a delight. Alive. They are a delight. They that are. doesn't really matter too they're much. They're wonderful. Though. No, no. But they're it does not. It does not much to drive the story. Dad Link. Is the dad link of one of does it count as one of his parents? Oh, it's alive at the end too. Female characters. Gloria. Yep. Is just there. It's she is the leader there. of her group. The mom is just there. This isn't little giants. They can't just start. I mean, claiming. she does. She does <laughs> the majority <laughs> of the box, speaking but. and way less eating. That's true. She is the one who talks. Yeah, yeah. but her name's also Gloria. She's one and of that's the, a problem to me because that is just not a kid name. That's an old lady name. That's fair, but she is one of the only characters that has a last name. In the movie, that's not. Oh, jeez, that's a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, go. All the other kids zero are just first name zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yes. I think that's yes. fair. Okay, no strong yeah. female, characters. especially with what they did with Col- with Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, zero setting. It's a big house. It is. Uh, it's the on location, which yeah. I appreciate quite a bit. Of course, it's do. very cool. They they shot it. I'm gonna go one. They shot it at the Biltmore in Chicago. They. Uh, well, <laughs> I want to go one. I like. I think it. I, I like quite think a bit. That's fair. Style and tone. There's a lot. There's a strange amount. It's weird how much there is. Yeah, because, I mean, you have the Biltmore, and everything is shot around the Biltmore, but then there's other little things where, like, you understand the poor kids in the Chicago land area, but then you also get, like, the roller coaster, which looks like it's in a backyard, and it's at Six Flags. Yeah. So that's crazy, too. Near Chicago. But then I like all the little keen bean touches of, he doesn't need to be in this movie, but He's here, and it's great, and we love I him. I feel like if he wasn't in the movie, they would have to rewrite a lot of it. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> he is the MacGuffin I, It's fun. He's mentioned it's, a lot when he's very, not on screen. It's a fun style. I like it. Yeah. I want to go one. Okay. Yeah, this, I want to go big on that one. This movie is going to get a higher score than I expected it to. That's fair. Music. All right, so this is definitely that canned 90s music. No, it's not at all. Are you kidding me? What? What is it? This is Alan fucking Silvestri. No. Yes, it is. No. Yeah. No. It absolutely is. I don't like it. 100%. That's it's Alan Silvestri. And it was great. Are you kidding? I didn't care for it. There was one scene in particular where I was like, they were doing something, and I was like, that is classic Silvestri right there. <laughs> we're going to meet halfway then. I really didn't care for it. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because Silvestri worked on this, and also Dan Bur- uh, Don Burgess worked on this. And the other movie that they worked on in 1994 
was Forrest Gump. Yeah. So they're probably burnt out after that. <laughs> like they put a lot of effort into Forrest Gump, and they were like, sure. oh, we're still going to do this Macaulay Culkin movie. Right. Want to phone it in? Yeah, yeah let's, let's phone it let's in. Let's phone it What's the movie about? A uh, rich kid playing a rich kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like it. I, okay. I'm going to go zero. So you can I'm going to go one. Me, then we'll meet halfway. Out of principle. Because I probably wouldn't have gone with a one until you said zero. Fair enough. <laughs> One-liners. Not a lot. I have one that I really, really like, though. And it was when the mom and pop were on the, the airplane. Yeah. And they open up the package. And he goes, good God, Virginia, it's a bomb. With that sort of oh, type yeah. of- Yeah. Adam Very West matter of fact. It. it was so good. Oh, it had eight, eight seconds left in the timer. Yeah. That's his reaction. Yes. Get rid of it. I'll go zero. Yeah, I think I that's no yeah, that. probably there, right. There weren't a lot of memorable things. Not... Name one line from Richie Rich. Go. Okay. My God, Regina. <laughs> he <laughs> has friends. The one friends. I had to look up again. He has friends. <laughs> ah, ouch, my soul. Or I, <laughs> I have a boy. <laughs> Classic Richie Rich. I mean, every time you hear that line, you know the movie's You're starting. You're like, oh, definitely talking about Richie Rich. <laughs> Impact on the genre. Uh, it got a sequel. <laughs> it got a direct to VHS that they couldn't sequel even get the, the with a different production company in. with a different lead Let's actor. Let's just call it a zero and call it a day. I think that's probably generous. <laughs> that's going to give Richie Rich. It actually Rich... killed Macaulay Culkin's career. <laughs> it did. That gives Richie Rich a total score of four, which is too high. Way too high. <laughs> I mean, we all watched it. You didn't have a lot of bad things to say. Fair. Not is, wrong. That is fair. The system works, boys. We've proven that it works. Yeah. For as arbitrary as it is. Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week. Well, well, Dave, you're not going to like this, but I don't know what we're talking about next week yet. We have to find out. Oh, dear. Okay. It's been a while. We haven't done it since episode 93, so- We could still wait another 93 episodes if you want. definitely overdue. Okay. So I'm going to consult with the ghost of Roger Ebert, find out what we're talking about next week. All right, Brian has got the Ouija board out. Roger Ebert is is spelling out the letters, and it looks like it's going to be the 2000 movie G-Men from Hell. What the hell is that? I'm unaware, but let's Uh, find uh, out. Get on the Google, the Google machine. G-Men from Hell is a 2000 American comedy film directed by Christopher Coppola and written by Roger Cooper, Richard Albert, and Nicholas Johnson. It's got Bobcat Goldthwait in it. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's as far as I need to look to know that we're in for it. Gary Busey's in it. I'm in. Let's go. On IMDb, it has 327 reviews. Oh. And a 4.5. Oh. So that could be a lot of fun. Well, now I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know what comic book this is based on, but. I don't know, but uh, next week. Find out. Just in the coming week. from hell. Bring your drinks. It'll be a lot of fun. It should be I'm interesting. Imagining. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Follow us on all the social media platforms that exist. We're on every single one of them, probably. I don't know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Go to our Patreon where we cover movies that are not of the superhero genre, not comic book movies, just right. whatever we want to do. Right. Whatever we feel like. Gosh. Yeah, it's our show. Yeah. Leave us alone. And also, we're doing some Batman the Animated Series stuff, some actual comic books. We just did the first of our, our WandaVision deep dive yep. with House of M, and we're going to be doing Vision soon. Yes. And we also have some Blurt and Turny episodes coming out over there, too. <laughs> we do. So. A lot of fun. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them to kpodcasters at gmail.com. Don't forget to head over to the Super Stuff store because everything you purchase there, 10% is going to the Extra Life Foundation, which benefits the Children's Miracle Network. Yes. 
Go put our stuff on your body for a good cause. Put our stuff on your body. Yeah. <laughs> it feels more and more unnatural every week I say it. Yeah. Nick, man, thanks for being here. Thanks hey, for always talking a pleasure, about Richard Rich. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we can get you in here again before another 100 episodes or however long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fun. But I guess we're going to see you next week for G-Men from Hell. Oh, boy. Same pod time? Same pod. It's a bomb. Right. So, Dave. That is Richie Rich. Sure is. What do you think happens post-credits? I think because Richard Sr. is such a generous giving man, the holidays come around and he's like, I'm taking the entire, you know, uh, our maids and our cooks and everybody. <laughs> we're all going on a holiday. All right. We're going somewhere. I don't know where. We're taking all of Richie's friends, too. We're all going to go somewhere for Christmas. It's going to be fantastic. And they all pile into this super stretch limo, and they're going down the Rich Manor driveway. And we watch as they, they pull out the driveway, and the gate closes behind them. But the camera stays in the gate, and you see Richie running down the driveway. <laughs> and then it pans to a bush, and behind the bush are Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. Just waiting? Yep. Oh, that's so good. I love it. What do you think happens? What I think happens is... You get the scene back where they're in the the rich family vault. Yeah. And John Larroquette's freaking out. He says, where's the, where's the money? Where's the gold? Where's everything? And Richie stops, and you just see it get really dark and bleak. And they say, don't you know, Van Doe, you're the treasure. You've been the treasure all along. <laughs> and because this movie's dark as shit, they end up locking him in the vault. And they keep him <laughs> Twilight Zone style. <laughs>